High Noon with George Hook. Thanks to ClaytonHotels.com with 17 hotels across Ireland and the UK. Well, as you know, every day this week, Oshin, we have, are offering brilliant breaks at Clayton Hotels. There are 17 locations across Ireland, Northern Ireland, and the UK. And what fabulous uh, trips they are. Uh, the one in the Clayton in Limerick, it's a two-night family wildlife adventure. Breakfast every morning, and then you go to the Stone Hall Visitor Farm and Wildlife Park, where you can see cows, horses, and pigs cavorting around. Ushing, perfect for you. And a late checkout to make the most of the break. Well, for your chance to win an Ushing Langan inspired holiday at the Clayton Hotel in Limerick, all you have to tell me is which series of children's books celebrated their 20th anniversary. This week. Is it A, the famous five, B, Harry Potter, or C, Billy Bunter? Text Clayton at C L A Y T O N together with your name and answer A, B, or C to 53106. And we'll have a winner before at 2 o'clock. Look up ClaytonHotels.com. Do you know the answer, Osh? I do. I would have put in option D, Animal Farm by George Orwell, given the context. Ah, see, Oshin, the quality of the new stock sports department intellect is only unbelievable. What do you think, Graham? Massive intellect of our sports department? Uh, I was thinking Lady Chatterley's lover might be on the list. Am I wrong? My childhood was very strange. Maybe I'm the wrong person to ask that. Actually, in my house, literally, we had like three books, and one of them was Pilgrim's Progress. And (laughs) so I read Pilgrim's Progress like 12 times. uh, It's really interesting that you raised Lady Chatterley's lover because Uh um, fine literature. Well, it was, uh, as you know, was banned forever. And then Mm. in about 19. 1962-ish, that kind of period, there was a famous case of of uh, Regina versus Penguin Books, the Queen against Penguin Books, because Penguin Books were accused of blasphemy or whatever for attempting to publish it. Penguin won, but it coincided with Ireland, Scotland, and Edinburgh. So the Smiths, the booksellers, realized the rapacious Irish would be arriving at Edinburgh <laughs> Airport, and they ordered 20,000 extra copies, which were sold by Friday evening. I have no doubt that that's true, which is why it's so sweet, your conversation earlier about bringing back a temperance movement. I mean, George, you did hear that we had this thing called the 20th century, and then <laughs> it was followed by one called the 21st century. I don't know. I mean, you know, I just, I just look, I, I imagine you walking down the sidewalks at Dublin, and there are teenagers, you know, texting on their smartphones, and you're yelling at them, put down the talking machine. You know, I, you know the world has gone on, George. Yeah, I, for good I, or for ill, it has gone on. No temperance used to be temperance movements in America. They used to go around the brass bands and everything, Salvation Army and all those lots, didn't they? Oh, yeah, yes, they did. And they would uh, break into uh, liquor stores and, you know, hack away at the crates of liquor with uh, axes. And then, you know, sanity broke out and people realized you're an adult, free human being. This is your decision to make. And I have no problem with social pressure. I think social pressure is a much underrated item. One reason why smoking has plunged is because of uh, you know people just decided they don't want to be around it and they spoke up and you kind of hit critical mass and I could it, to be serious I actually think you 
could have some impact on the way people drink through social pressure. Look at drunk driving, which used to be common. I mean, it's weird. Um, if you watch old movies, it's hilarious how many scenes you not hilarious, but whatever. You know, people get behind the wheel and they're drunk and they everyone's laughing about it. And today yeah. it's no laughing matter at all. So you can have some impact. But the idea of wearing a button on your lapel saying, I, I don't drink, just reminds me, I've never met an adult man who didn't drink who I could trust. That's a, that's a <laughs> yeah. rule uh, but, I live by. Uh, but on the issue of the temperance movement, you might remember guys and dolls, if they put Gene Simmons in O'Connell Street <laughs> to say no more drinking, we'd all go be sober immediately. But listen to me. Isn't it fantastic news? The Trump travel ban is in? Well, I mean, it's, it's fantastic news for President Trump. But it's... I'll tell you that the people who are going to be hurt by this, not really immigrants. Remember, almost all of the media coverage that you're getting on the subject for the past three months has been totally bogus. There never was a travel ban. It was a 90 day temporary halt to uh, to immigration from and it was never a Muslim ban. It only covered six countries, all of whom have a minority Christian populations as well. When you have a Muslim ban that lets a billion Muslims legally come to your country if they choose. That's like the worst ban ever. That's, that's, no, it's, no. It's but, the, but, uh, my, but let me finish. Let me finish. So, yeah. so the coverage of what it actually did, you know, wildly overblown, it's not going to have that much of an impact on anything either way. But what it has had an impact on the courts who ruled against this all the way up with this crazy notion that we don't care what the rule actually does. We don't care what the policy actually is. Donald Trump sent out mean tweets. And so now it's illegal because of mean tweets. I mean, that's, that's a crazy way to govern. And then the media reaction to this the past three months, this is fascism. This is anti-constitutional, blah, 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 blah. That was crazy and over the top. And it's like yesterday, the Supreme, the Supreme Court was kind of like your parents when they come home after a long weekend and your friends have all been partying and acting crazy and suddenly throw the door open and everyone remembers, oh, wait, this is the real world. The Supreme Court yesterday reminded everybody of the real world. And it turns out that on this topic, it may not be Trump who's the crazy one. It may be everyone else. Well, uh, the reason I started by saying it's fantastic is seeing what you're saying in a slightly more calm way, in that the, the, the whole attitude towards Trump travel ban was just so over the top. And like, I don't understand the American system, but how the sort of San Francisco uh, district court can suddenly strike down a national travel ban, I have no idea. And all I think is that what the Supreme Court has done is just brought a bit of common sense to the matter and said, you know, uh, if the president wants to bring this in, he's okay to do it. Yeah, the argument that the president can't do this was always crazy. Saying that a president – the way our system works – Border security and national defense are an executive job. So that goes to the White House as opposed to the legislature or the courts. Saying that the president can't do this would be like saying that a, uh, a, a an official at a soccer match can't call fouls. I mean, that's why you're there. That's the job. And so that was always crazy. But, George, why did the courts make these crazy rulings that were clearly extra legal? And why were they supported? And why would the did the average American get the message from the media anyway that Trump was the crazy one and he was doing something xenophobic and zany and everyone else was was right? Well, it's because we've turned the issue of immigration into something other than just an issue, just politics and policy. It's now 
what's known as virtue signaling. You show that you're a good person by saying, I don't support borders. You show that you're morally superior by saying, anyone who wants to come here can come. Well, does anyone in Europe today still believe that that's a good idea and a good policy? Because if you do, you're not virtuous. You're an idiot. No, but here is the difference, I think, where the liberal media is concerned. The British, in the shape of Theresa May, are not bringing in a 90-day travel ban. They're bringing in a permanent travel ban. Um, And nowhere is the liberal media going berserk in the way that it went berserk against against Trump. In fact, I don't know whether he's any good or not. I don't know whether he's clever or stupid. I don't know know whether he's talking to the Russians or not talking to them. I don't know. (laughs) I'm I'm 6,000 miles away. And anyway, it wouldn't make any difference. I don't know. But the, the fact that the entire liberal media, the entire liberal judiciary, the entire liberal everything is against him just makes you think, well, he can't be that bad. And and how Britain is getting away with it without essentially any real negative writing by the liberal media is quite extraordinary because they're doing exactly that. Because what the way you signal your virtue, as opposed to actually talk about issues and policy stuff, is by hating Trump. And here's what's happening in the U.S. It's very interesting. As you know, George, I'm not a Trump fan. I think he's not particularly good at being president. I would never want to be president. But Well, you said when, you wouldn't vote for him, yeah. And I didn't, and I wouldn't vote for him again because of the way he's behaved yeah. while president. But I will say this. There's a difference between saying, you know, I don't think this guy should be president or I don't like the policies and saying, oh, my gosh, a screaming, raving Hitler has taken the White House. And because the left in the United States and the media have cried wolf so many times – They've made the standard for his behavior so extreme that every day Trump doesn't, you know, hand Alaska back to the Russians or, you know, round up little brown children and send them off to a farm. He looks sane. And more importantly, a lot of the stuff, like as you just pointed out, a lot of the policies Trump has done, you may disagree with them. Once again, I think the travel ban is a waste of time. I would focus on individual people who have connections to ISIS and ISIS-friendly groups, and I would spy on them. That would be my solution. But even if it's, you don't agree with it, it's not crazy. A lot of the stuff that Trump is doing is normal politics that, as you pointed out, the people on the left see through the prism of Trump, and they suddenly turn into horrifying monsters. Well, what a lot of Americans are learning right now is that Trump isn't a monster and he, you know, and the stuff he's doing, some of it's dumb, but it's not, you know, evil. He's not Hitler. And this overblown attack actually will help Trump over time. It also makes people doubt what they're hearing okay. about other things like the American health care bill. Now, can I ask you a totally off topic question? I know I'm not supposed to do this. Can I ask one? Yeah, sure. The news, at the top of the hour about fighting over how to pick judges. Yeah. What, I'm so, how do you guys pick judges? Um, well, if if he's a pal of ours, we right. tend to pick him. Uh, if he's <laughs> not a pal of ours, we don't. Um, okay, that's the system. I get that. Yeah. Uh, but, well, in the sense that what traditionally happens, and I think it's the same in America. I mean, I'm not talking about the dumb guys that get elected to some minor court in San Francisco. Sure. But like, if if the president of America is a Democrat and there's a vacancy on the Supreme 
Supreme Court picks Democrats. So exactly. our thing is Finn Fowler in power and they want to pick a guy for the Supreme Court, they'll pick a guy who's a Finn Fowler supporter right. or whatever. So, But what we have done, I mean, what's been, we have kept at a tremendous diff, uh, 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 between the judiciary and politics and everything else, I think we've got a great system and we're now attempting to change it and most people think who've thought about it that it's just crazy politics instead of thinking we're doing all right. What do you do if you have a judge who's bad, who lets criminals free or who, you know, well, people he gets decide. he gets another 20 years on the bench and and <laughs> I, no, but like you can't fire a judge and right. a judge gets a judge gets a pretty good pension arrangement and all that sort of good stuff. I mean, it's a great job. It really is. Yeah. And he has a driver to whistle him around the place or she, of course, um, because our Supreme Court, we have a ton of women on the Supreme Court. And they got driven around the place and all that. So it's not a bad job. I don't agree with the idea that judges can't be fired. This, this whole you know, Thomas Jefferson hated this idea. He called it the notion that we would have legal angels to govern us. In other words, judges were somehow superhuman as opposed to the rest of us dweebs. And of course, judges are corrupt and evil as much as anyone else is. Ah, and no. so uh, here's my idea. Here's, here's a, I, I, you know, South Carolina, not exactly the cutting edge of great political thought, but they had a great system. Every 10 years – a judge would come back before the Judiciary Committee inside the state Senate. And 99.999 times out of 100, all they did, they reviewed him, they talked to him, you know, they had a hearing and he went back to work. But that fact that you could theoretically get voted out by these people who are you know, judiciary guys had an impact on the judge's thinking. And in fact, we had a guy who was a corrupt judge got caught with a suitcase full of cash from a drug dealer and the here he, he was forced to resign because he was going to come up for this hearing. Ah, yeah, but I, I, think, I think the people, the people should have the final right, say. That's okay. the premise of democracy. The people of Ireland, if you have a judge who you think is corrupt or who doesn't share your values, you should through some difficult process. It shouldn't be easy, but you should be able, the judge should in the end have to answer All to right. you. The people should be sovereign. No, no. But anyway, I'll talk to you next week. All right? All uh, right. Although Mike and Mayo thinks we are both a breath of fresh air. Uh, and uh, so he's definitely never stood next to you after a night <laughs> on the beer. <laughs> So, more to come. And Michael Graham next week, of course. Barry Kenny at one thirty on Irish Summer Festivals.